Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North. Kyle and Sam here. And I think, Kyle, the biggest news that's happened since we last talked, uh, Dalvin Cook is no longer a Viking. This is uh, the end of an era. And I guess I'm kind of interested for you, I know, with your Vikings fandom, how you feel about this. Because, again, this was not unexpected. There was a yeah. little bit of uncertainty as to, you know, what is this going to be a, a trade or a release? But I, it felt like as time went on, it was more and more likely that this was going to be a release rather than getting any kind of capital back. Yeah, the tough part, I mean, I believe Darren Wolfson, who's pretty plugged in, like he's a, you know, as far as like Vikings insiders go, like Darren Wolfson's really good. Um, you know, I believe he noted that Dalvin Cook wasn't willing to budge on his deal, which just makes a trade, you know, close to impossible, right? Because you look at the Zaria Smith precedent, um, you know, Smith adjusted his deal and then he got sent to Cleveland. The Vikings gained some cap space and then got a little bit better draft capital. And so that was kind of the precedent that was there. And that was the one I was looking for with Cook, assuming that eventually he would come around on adjusting the numbers. Um, because I just can't imagine, especially at this stage in the offseason, he gets anywhere close to the same cap number uh, as a free agent right now. But, I mean, we'll see. There's all kinds of ways. I mean, cap number, of course, is different than what he actually makes. So we'll just see, I guess, what he gets um, whenever he decides to sign. I'm disappointed there wasn't a trade. But if, in the end, Dalvin Cook wasn't willing to adjust his deal, the Vikings basically had no choice. Than, but, but to cut him essentially, right? Because because then at that point it's like, you know, and this isn't really like in the NHL, Sam. I mean, you know this. Uh, for, this isn't even a Leafs dig, but like cheering for the Leafs in the NHL, if you have a contract that you don't love, a lot of times you'll attach an asset and you'll trade away that contract, and so you'll say, "Oh, this is too large for our cap." You know, Team X has a lot of cap space. We're going to you know send them Sam's contract, which is way too large. Give them a draft pick to take on the large contract. And be, that really doesn't happen in the NFL. Uh, and so that's just, uh, that kind of thing just is not a football thing at all. So really the only options were, you know, then, you know a cut essentially, right? Uh, if there wasn't going to be any adjustment at all. So I think disappointing that there wasn't any return in the trade or anything like that. But um, if in fact Dalvin Cook wouldn't touch his deal, then yeah, that's basically how it's going to go. Either he's going to play, and that's that. Like with Vikings, or he's going to be cut. Is is basically the because I just can't imagine anybody would trade for him with that number. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Like I, I know there was a lot of, uh, maybe not a lot, but there was definitely some discourse uh, in the NFL at large. I saw some some NFL people commenting on like, you know, here you're releasing this guy who's yeah uh, been a very good player for. A very long yeah. time again there's injury concerns uh there is um yeah the, like i think the injury concerns would be the, the biggest thing although like mm-hmm. the the money that he was due was pretty the position as well right like running playing running back right right and i i, I want to touch on that i think uh, a little later as we're as we're mm-hmm. uh talking about this but it does feel a little bit like again they could have kept him on the roster yeah. Uh, yeah, that was right. an, that was an option, but uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just. It seems like some people were surprised as to him just being released. 
But as you yeah. said, if if he's not willing to budge on that mm-hmm. that contract and reduce that rate, and it still sounds like he's still hoping to get a substantial deal in free agency. But you said we're kind of yeah. into that second wave of free agency, if not kind of third, if, yeah. uh, really. And so it's like, how much is he going to make? Is this going to be a, yeah. a one year uh, prove it deal where he maybe? Like maybe he can maximize some money by doing a one-year deal. Uh, yeah. But but maybe just to to touch on the point you were mentioning earlier, like, again, Dalvin Cook has been a, a fantastic player, uh, yep. elite, top 10 for sure running back in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone have him top five. Uh, but you mentioned the positional value and realizing that there are players uh, at this position that you can often get similar output for – a much yeah. smaller deal. And I, I guess yeah. it, when you look at the Vikings, they, they do have some options. And I, I guess, like, do you think that they have enough to be able to, to fill the hole that a Dalvin Cook leaves? Yeah, you know, I think there's optimism. But then it's also this reality, too, that there's a fair bit that's unproven. Um Dwayne McBride is a rookie, so just by nature, he hasn't been able to prove anything because he hasn't been able to get on the field because he's brand brand new. Uh, Wong Wu has been exclusively a kickoff returner. Essentially, he's had a few snaps. Um, Ty Chandler played three games last year, and I think he had six carries for 20 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Barely had any opportunity at all on offense. Those are your three main backups. Um, not one of them has had would be the equivalent of one kind of starters games worth of uh, touches in an NFL game, you know, throughout their careers. I mean, you add it all together, you know, those three guys haven't proven too much. And I, I'm not saying that as a note of condemnation. It's just this note of a little bit of uncertainty there. And then Madison is a little different, obviously, because this is his year five. Uh, he's still young. You know what I mean? He's still got a lot of youth in his legs, which is great. Obviously, he was drafted very, very young. I think he's still only 24 or 25, which is crazy. Um, he's really physical. He's really strong. He's got really soft hands. It's just how does he do as the number one guy, 17-game season, you know, week in, week out. We'll see. I, I mean, I do think there's greater optimism about what the run game can do. Uh, you know, I think Wes Phillips talked about, in his recent press conference, talked about, like, figuring out how to use CJ ham. Cause like they just didn't have a fullback in the LA offense. Right. And so like going through that full season and now through another off season and having a better idea of, Oh, we got this talented fullback, you know, how can we use this guy better? And so you just wonder if all the moving parts from Josh Oliver, the new tight end, TJ Hawkinson, CJ ham, to Alexander Madison, and, you know, just this kind of broader ecology running game ecology, you could say, um, if it'll be better in the end, I don't think it'll be as explosive. I don't think it's going to demand as much attention potentially, but potential there to be multiple. And keep in mind, this is not Mike Zimmer's offense. This is Kevin O'Connell's offense. They want to pass the ball really, really, really well and use the run game to supplement things and keep it unpredictable as opposed to, I think, the other way around. So I, I, I there is a path forward here especially with that offensive line, especially if O'Neal's back healthy. Um, but a lot of youth 
and no one has been a starter yet in the NFL. I mean, Madison has started individual games and individual stretches, but full season. So we'll it, we'll just see. We'll just see. Yeah, it does feel like it's Madison moves into that starting role kind of by default. We say with the experience, but definitely like there are several options that you mentioned there that all those guys yeah. could realistically step into a role and whether this ends up being kind of a, a committee mm-hmm. of of running backs, which could be interesting. And I think, as you mentioned, those names, like there are some unique factors that each of them bring, yeah. uh, definitely some speed, uh, yeah. which which is nice. And I think that as you think about this team and you think about a Jefferson, you think of adding Addison and, and Osborne like this, this offense continues even without cook has the ability to be quite dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm interested I, again, I think that it felt like it made sense, although certainly to lose a player of cook's caliber is, is a loss for sure, but yep. it does feel, I, I guess this is what, as we, as we wrap up this, this part of the conversation, it does feel like if you're going to lose an elite player at one position, running back does feel like one of, if not the most, like the easiest to lose a player. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that fair? I mean, yeah, in some ways that'd be the kind of consensus wisdom in this day and age or running back is kind of devalued a bit. So yeah. And, 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 you know, the Vikings are banking on being able to, if not a hundred percent, replace them, majority replace them and do so at a fraction of the cost. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. So that's clearly the plan. Right. The the options are there. You mentioned those those names. It's they're they're there. And so it's I, I am excited to see what what this looks like. And uh I think that there's certainly it's always exciting to see how these guys step up, even in, in the preseason games. Like uh certainly feel like there's a little bit more of a some some more eyes that will be on the running back position in those preseason games to see what's what's going on and, and in the training camp. I know that the preseason is only a, a fraction of what they're really evaluating in in the offseason. Uh but it's gonna be interesting to see see what they do with this uh with this position moving forward. Uh yeah. I'm gonna transition here because I know as we're moving into a little, bit more of an off season type of uh series here uh one of the things that we're going to highlight today is some writing that's actually happening over at purple ptsd and i know you mentioned uh to me that there is uh a subsection over there uh of articles under the heading section 21 and Mm -hmm. so if someone wants to go over to purpleptsd.com uh at the top banner there you can click on section 21 and uh, i know you explained this to me but i'm curious for those who don't know, uh, what's the thought behind the name Section 21? Yeah, so it's not Area 51, which sometimes that's what I think of, I think of like aliens. But um, Section 21 comes where the Vikings run out onto the field at U.S. Bank Stadium. And so that's kind of the kind of Vikings inside joke, I suppose, or not joke, but kind of inside detail, perhaps. And as Sam was saying, kind of this like set of articles over purple PTSD. It's an off-season project. It began with, and Sam and I will have a separate episode talking about this a little bit. It began with trying to track down all of Quasi Dolphins' traits. 
because it's one thing to say that the GM trades a lot. It's another thing to then have them all in one spot and be able to see what he's done, right? And so that that was kind of the initial one and in trying to kind of get a, a grasp on what has he done. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's traded a lot. We know that. Um, but what has he actually traded out? What has he actually brought in? What does that look like? Kind of bring that all into one spot. Uh, and so that's that's the first one on there is the complete crazy trade track. 15 deals and counting, right? So 15 trades, a little more than a year on the job, year and a half or so on the job. Um, and then that's gone into the Vikings drafted war chest. And so what draft picks do they have over these next three years, right? They can trade out of. It's the roster tug of war between Spielman and Quasey. So basically putting all the players in the roster right now into three categories. Players brought in by Spielman who haven't had their deals adjusted. Players brought in by Spielman who have maybe been extended or reworked or something like that. And then players brought in exclusively by Quasey Do Clemenza. Not brought in by the old regime at all. Uh, and then finally, everyone's Quasi Do Clemenza's draft picks. And so basically just all these kind of topics, areas of um, who have the Vikings chosen over these past couple of drafts? Uh, what does the roster makeup look like between the old regime versus the new regime? Uh, all of these trades, um, you know, and the results for the draft picks. What draft picks do they have in 2024, 2025, et cetera, right? And so that's kind of this broad project that I've been working on and slowly chipping away at over at Purple PTSD that you can check out. If you want to, if you're curious about some of these things, you can check it out. Uh, or if you, whatever you're doing in life, um, be it Vikings related, maybe this will be helpful. Maybe it won't be. Um, in each one, I think Sam might kind of include my Twitter and say, hey, if you notice an error, come come let me know. And people on Twitter like pointing out errors, I think. Yeah, it's, it's something that people enjoy doing it. Yeah. For some, it's a That's hobby. Right. Uh, yeah. But helpful, right? Because there are times when you're aware of something and you just, you miss it. Yeah. Or uh, again, you said there's multiple things you're working on. And so if you end up uh, not getting to something again, certainly always, always glad for feedback. Uh, but yeah. it is interesting. Just, I think I know as a fan, I find it always helpful to have these places to go to where you can kind of, you're curious about something like, Oh, you know what? Like what are all the trades that have happened? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that what you've done here is uh, beyond just, tracking everything that's happened uh you're able to uh like realize that uh like the, you've, you've put it all in one one place uh and i just as i as i look at it now again there's some of these pieces we're still figuring out what they'll look like uh like from a zadaria smith trade you've got the two fifths uh you're not sure who the players are that you're going to be exactly uh, that uh but I, I do think it's helpful to have a place to reference, a place to go to uh, when you are curious about some of these things. It, I'm I'm interested for you. Maybe this is a, a hard question, but if you were to look at these four articles that you've you've mentioned here, is there one that is particularly been fun for you to work on or, or enjoyable uh, that you're like, oh, you know what, this is this is one that I was I've been quite excited and, and quite energized to work on. Yeah, I think the trades were kind of fun because I, I, you know, trading in sports is, it's very exciting, right? It's very fun. Um, you know, it is kind of good to pause and remember that actual people are getting uprooted and moved and stuff. 
Uh, so there's a human element. Uh, when it comes to just pure fandom and pure just following the sport and shaking up the league and speculation, all the stuff, trades are a lot of fun. They are, no doubt about it. And um, great for the sport in terms of attention. And so that has been, I think, without question, one of the defining parts of his time as GM. It's how much he trades so far, right? And so it was kind of interesting to see uh, kind of what that looks like, so what he's done, what that's resulted in, what's maybe looking good and not as good as right now. And, um, but really, it's it's all kind of, I think, interesting information. Some of the areas that might have been a little bit fuzzy before, kind of just like crystallizing some things, kind of understanding, okay, these are the players who are remaining, who are Spielman guys, and these are all Quasi guys, and this is, you know, whatever it is, right? And just kind of bringing that into focus. Yeah, it it is interesting. I, like I, I almost forgot that he's really only been on the job for just over a year. Just over a year. Like it's the second off season, so obviously that gives you a little bit more runway for making some of these deals. But yeah, it's been what sixteen months. January twenty sixth, I believe, twenty twenty two. So like, so not even a year and a half. Not not a lot of time that he's been on the job. Yeah. And again, yeah. I think you you do hope that like a GM is not going to come in and just keep everything status quo and and yeah like you're you're going to have your own mindset for what the roster looks like and it has been an interesting offseason especially for a team that's went 13 and 4 to look at some of the moves they're making uh, I think that around the NFL it does feel a little bit like people are expecting the Vikings to take a step back and I think that even if you ran out the same team this year uh, mm-hmm. considering how they won last year you'd probably wouldn't expect a 13 and four uh, result again, but I am yeah. curious. I think that this team will be more competitive than maybe some in the more public widespread NFL will yeah. give them credit for. Sure. I'll take that. I think most Vikings fans will take that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Like you said, we are going to touch on some of these things later on. Anything else you want to mention with, with these articles again, like you said, you're updating them as you as you can. Again, like the, uh, you can see that that all these articles have been touching up in the last couple of weeks. Uh, some yeah. of them are going to be updated more regularly than others. Like um, uh, there's only a draft once once a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, anything else you want to mention about that before we wrap up? No, check them out. Uh, Section twenty one. I'll be adding new articles to the overall section um yeah adding more articles to the overall section as the summer kind of continues to unfold and as sam was saying i'll be updating them i mean so if quasi pulls a trade next week then i'll update the trade track right and then if that impacts the draft pick outlook for the next three years i'll update the draft pick outlook, you know and you know so on and so forth in the roster and, and yada 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 so that's kind of the uh the vision there so yeah, by all means, check it out. And, uh, otherwise, carry on. Well, awesome. Well, hope everyone uh, is doing well. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, again, there's this and lots of other great coverage over at purpleptsd.com uh, and vikingsterritory.com. So be sure to check out those sites. Uh, if not, we'll be uh, back in a couple of weeks. Uh, take care and, and talk to you soon. Bye.